Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace, and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the Allbrace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up, everybody? This is Ryan, Torture Talk Podcast. Today, we got the double G in the house. What up? What's up, Ryan? Happy to be back. It's good to have you back, bro. I guess you're always back because you're here weekly on Mondays. Yep. And then we got uh, the famous Tamara. Everybody knows Tamara. Yep. She's here to help me stay on track and ask intelligent questions. <laughs> Try so to. Actually learn something. I'm here for the entertainment. Tamara's here for the education. She's here to make sure that you guys feel like you learned something from the podcast, not just being entertained so but our goal from the beginning has always been to educate and entertain so what's going on what's uh what's been going on with me is we've had a lot of changes um both at Aaron overhead door and here Aaron overhead doors um josh has been doing an incredible job we are we just released episode eight of committed to culture nine was it nine mm-hmm. see I'm just here for entertainment and the beautiful looks. Just kidding. Um, and so uh, we've got nine, just got released. Uh, the last few episodes, we really tried to like target focus. Uh, first, like four or five was just like, that's cool. Let's post it. And so uh, then we got a little bit organized. So we're starting to hone in and make the show a little bit better. If you haven't caught one of the last few, please make sure you do so. Um, while you're at it, there's a little red button on there that says subscribe. That will help. Uh, as all the YouTubers say, smash that like button. Just kidding. Um, so, but I don't know anything about the algorithm on YouTube as far as that goes. Uh, don't really care at this point. I'm really doing it for business owners. But I guess if we had, if we, if we got a lot of likes and a lot of subscribers and it showed up, we could help more business owners. So, yeah, nothing bad can come of it. Smash that like button. Just kidding. (laughs) Watch all my kids. My kids are throwing YouTube up on the television all the time. And it's like a bunch of screen, like these guys are just screaming for like an hour straight. Do yep. this challenge. Oh, he messed up. Yeah. And like, I'm, my nerves are shot. Like, I'll be downstairs for 30 minutes and I'm ready to kill somebody. It's stressful. It's just constant screaming. Yep. And they're all constantly like, your kids watch YouTube videos, though, of like, if their video get like, okay, they've been playing video games for a while. All right, listen, take a break from the games. They go and they put YouTube on the TV and they watch other people play video play games. Play video yes. games. Yes, it's the 100%. most bizarre that? thing. That is exactly what how is it that? goes. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I told him, I said, bro, you can't watch YouTube. He'll be on his iPad watching YouTube and then he'll throw it up on the television. I'll be like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not watching YouTube. I'm watching TV. I'm like, no, bro, you're still watching t- YouTube on the TV. Like, whatever he can do to manipulate the situation. 
Okay. So anyway, we uh, we transitioned Emma out of such and such. She was a wonderful addition to the company, but um, or not addition, but a wonderful team member and did a lot for us. But we have seen so many step up and I would say we're actually better off now because of some new processes and systems we put in place and um, our workflows were more efficient and um, able to scale faster. So really cool. Uh, we had a, a existing staff member who was ready to step up. So we promoted him. His name is Michael. And then uh, we hired a, a girl named August who um, started with us last week and she's turning out to be a good one. So we're really excited and we are constantly interviewing. We got a lot of growth to do, but for the most part, everything's been going well. GDU has been going great. Um, we've had, we had a new, new person come in. Uh, we're starting to collect data for benchmarking so that we can compare not like dealer to dealer, but like, what is, what are the dealers in your group doing versus, you know, whatever it's all anonymous. So uh, I think that's really cool. Tamara's taking over that. And then a couple, like a month or two ago, we put Tamara in charge of doing like, um, concierge for the business owners. How's that going, Tamara? It's going really well. Some of them are very like on the ball with like sending me requests and some of them are a little shy about it. I, I, uh, have to, yeah, but it's, it's really well. I feel very, uh, like it's a, a good addition. It's adding some value for sure. I have a feeling this is going to spawn off into everybody hiring like virtual assistants <laughs> pretty much. Cause it's nice. It's like a genie in the bottle. When you need something, you just rub the bottle and then Tamara pops up and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, Hey Tamara, can you build a report for this? She's like, okay. <laughs> and then like an hour later, it's like, poof. There. You could use more Tamara. Um, Definitely could use nice. more Tamara. Oh, you guys know that there's only one of me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I saw pictures. Looks like uh, you and Bear did a July 4th parade that was like all out. We did. We do it every year. His dad is very into uh, going big on 4th of July. So is that him in the driver's seat? Yes. In the yeah. video? Okay. Yep. We, he wrapped his truck, uh, pulled an all-nighter um, and wrapped his truck. Special so wrap ready for just the for the parade. Well, he needed to wrap it anyway, but he couldn't, he said he could not drive a plain white truck in the parade. So yeah, that's what our, our like it. It pretty awesome. project was. It yeah, awesome. it looked good. He did a good job for sure. Where did you guys get the Hulk? Was that Hulk? Yeah, it's a Hulk statue and uh, Bear's dad, Jimmy knows a guy that does like themed car washes around town. And he would always take bear there because there's a lot of dinosaur statues. And one time he saw that there was the Hulk there. So he asked to purchase it. And now he has the Hulk in his uh, class. <laughs> totally something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a little menu statue as well that lives Theme in. Car washes are smart. Yeah. It yeah. It's called amazing. Jurassic Car Wash. And it's like a huge hit with kids. So that is so cool. Yep. I think I want to do that. <laughs> well, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> I might need to come out and check that out. Uh, so that's, what's been going on in, in my life. Uh, I, I actually created a third company. Uh, this would be my second time running three businesses, but really technically it's kind of just for tax purposes because we've been booking, uh, speaking and consulting and stuff like that through such and such media. And so I created another entity called R the RL group, uh, cheesy name. I know I'm so good at naming stuff. Um, but it's specifically for consulting. And, uh, so now I've got to have three visions instead of two, which is, uh, even more fun. I get the, it kind of is one really big vision though, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit. I mean, I know eventually I'm going to have to branch outside of like the garage door industry. Um, but I'm having so much like, dude, if I could tell you when I, when I get hired to go to like, um, Shoals and cooler this week, I'm doing an HVAC company here, um, in town. And this is like, 
you got two full days to go in and try to make an impact on a business. That's like the funnest thing in the world to me. Like it's better than Disney. It's better mm -hmm. than vacation. It's better. It's just, that is the best thing that I, I could ever do. Like I get to get paid for it too. And that's like the, the best part about the whole thing is, is like, this is what God created me for. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. It's good. It's good to yeah. be fulfilling your purpose. When you, when you do get there, it is nice. And yeah. to be able to fulfill your purpose and get paid for it. That's a dream. That is the dream. Ultimate goal. Achievement Ultimate. unlocked. So Greg, <laughs> we have, um, we have some questions. Okay. I posted on Torsion Talk podcast that I'm going to be interviewing you. And so we've got a few questions. Okay. I missed that. Question number one, have you named the beard? Have I named the beard? I'm pretty sure it just goes by the beard. I'm pretty sure it does. And, and that name is like so much cooler than if you named it something else. I think so. I think so too. <laughs> All right. So uh, second question, that was from Chris Hensington. Okay. Hensington. <laughs> oh my God. Always try to add a T to his name. I don't know why. Like, I think you should change it to Hensington. So you're yeah. pronouncing it. Just so Ryan can yeah. say it correctly. <laughs> like you get halfway there and realize yeah. there's no T and you're trying to change it. It just feels weird. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Andrew Powell asked, how would one go about becoming sexy? <laughs> Oh man, I love Come on, it. Greg, yeah. give some tips. We got uh, we need some tips. Bro. I don't know. I just my wife says I don't like your hair that way, and I change it, and then I end up sexy, I guess. Oh, so it's Michelle. She's the she's, she's the, the driver, mastermind man. behind it. She's the driver for sure. Nice. That makes a lot of sense because she's I don't got do very good taste. My wife asked me to. Do <laughs> so maybe I if gotta, I listen, I gotta try and do some things, right? You know. Yeah. Damn. Okay. She so likes the beard, all of a sudden I have a beard. Now I'm not allowed to shave it. It's just, it's just my life Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. I would have never known. All right. So I'm going to go home, apologize to my wife, and ask her <laughs> how she wants me to dress and shave. Guess we'll figure that out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Greg, I gave my update. What's been going on with you? Like, what's new in the world of uh, Greg Giaquinto? So... Uh, learning something every day, man, learning new things about new things. And there's so much that I don't know <laughs> really, uh, which is part of the fun of, I think what, what we do as business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, so right now we're looking for another technician. Um, we're going to be looking for another salesperson. I would say that probably is the one thing that's freed up more of my time than anything else is having a salesperson, but we need the right one. And um, so we've been interviewing for a couple of weeks now for tech. We brought on uh, a younger guy, another helper that we're training. He's awesome. Um, we actually now employ um, our own Tomco. Yep. So did you know about you that, a virtual assistant? So so I, I do have a virtual assistant. So Tamara threw out there that her brother was looking for, you know, a change of pace, looking for work. And nice. uh, you know, if she vouches for someone that that carries a lot of weight with me. So should John and I chatted a little bit. He seemed like he'd be a good fit, and he's been with us for about three weeks now. And he's everything I've asked him to do, he's killing it. Nice. So, Hopefully he's Good. not secretly having like Tamara do it for him. I know, right? No. That's Turning his homework for head. him. Like, <laughs> dang, how much extra work is this costing you? <laughs> but, um, no, God. he's on the ball. He's a good kid, man. He, I would not have, you know how I am. I have very high standards. Like, and I better I would... get 10% of everything you make. <laughs> yeah, I did tell him that when Greg and I were joking. Like, I was like, in order to give you a recommendation, like, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> So Greg, walk me kid. through, let, let's dig into this a little bit. Let's if we can hang out right here for just sure. a second, because um, I think this is one of the mo more underrated, underestimated positions because business owners, a lot of times find themselves like stuck in a middle where they may need a position, but they don't have the right person for it. Or 
they're trying to like uh, pull themselves out of a role, like a sales role or a technician role or installer role. And they don't have the money to replace themselves yet, but they can't keep up with everything. And I just think like a virtual assistant is, I mean, or an in-house assistant, either way, it doesn't matter. But I, I just feel like there's so much benefit to that. Uh, can you walk me through like what made you want a virtual assistant? And then like, what, what did you do to get one and how are you using him? So it's something that I've wanted to do. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a different, it's a different type of person rather than having someone in house. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot about putting together like SOPs and kind of building building a structure for someone to use and everybody we brought on board like I've been pretty clear about hey this position will allow you to do stuff that you want to do as long as you are willing to help build it um, and so it really takes the right type of person to, to do that you know we had a couple in-house people and they they didn't really work out um, one girl was great had a really really difficult time with showing up to work on time and it got to a point where I couldn't really, I just had to call it, right? Done, you're done. Uh, so the virtual, I feel like you kind of, the expectations are somewhat clear. Like you have assignments and you either do them or you don't. Yeah, I don't know, that's, that's how I kind of see it. So you either do it or you don't. And with John, he's been great and very receptive to, hey, what do you think about doing this? Is this something you'd be interested in? And so uh, there's flexibility on my end. So this is a learning process for both of us, which seems to be going pretty well, which also fits our culture, right? So we'll tie it back to that. So we have core values and, and we've always, for the last few months, since we've kind of been hammering those, everybody we bring on board, we kind of evaluate them by our core values. And John, you know, he, he fits into those. Anything I give him, he says, yep, well, let me see what you got. I'll take a look at it it also forces me because he's not sitting here to write out, Hey, these are the steps I want you to follow. If you have any input or changes you think would make it more efficient, do it. You know? So for me, it's a much clearer role. It's a much more clearly defined role. Um, I don't know that that's pretty much. Give me an example of things that you have him do and that's freed you up and made your life easier. So as you know, um, I'm not just into running a garage door company. I like to do a lot of different things. Um, putting together uh, garage door games being one of them. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> which I guys- thought was awesome, by the way. We did a version of that. I didn't play a role in it, but um, my team we did like a bunch of different things. Everything was underhand. Everything, which I'm. Listen, I'm horrible at everything underhand. I just suck. Uh, at javelin's not underhand. What's underhand? We did yeah, a javelin throw, throw yeah. but that like my t- uh Tisha planned the games and she did a good job, but I like games that work more towards my strengths and yeah. those those not javelin. Right, like games we can win. <laughs> I mean, javelin was like I mean, I think I came in second or yeah. maybe third. Uh, but then it was like horseshoes, but the like it was like official length horseshoes, like for pros. This is like taking us down to the brave stadium being like, okay, uh, whoever hits a home run wins. We're going to be there freaking all day. Yeah. Like there was only like two people that rung the freaking thing with the, and and it's not on sand. We were on grass and hard ground. Yeah. Yeah, That's like rolling 10 feet past. And so it was like roller tossing or the, the sheep one. Like literal horseshoes with this. So you made your own. Like the thing was this, like a quarter inch round. Yeah. No. And then we did, uh, we did, uh, then we took the, the sheaves or whatever and we had yeah. a radius and we had three like target and they would like, we'd hit it in and it bounced back out or it roll past it which that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I think everybody just kind of sucked at it. We had like one guy that did a really good job. Can and you, then- you, I don't mean to interrupt you. Can you guys hear that? Does all the noise in the background? Yeah. yeah. Hang on, I got I to gotta talk to my wife real quick. <laughs> so then we went inside 
and we did the um cornhole yeah and i mean naturally like i said i suck at throwing things underhand but so you the, guys did kind of your own things yeah i didn't yeah i mean i was sending her stuff that you were posting and uh sent her that thing but she had already like made her own games um, you think i should just bang on the ceiling with like a broomstick I don't care, bro. You don't want me to text her or what? Oh, well, it's the vacuum, so I don't know if she's going to hear it. Oh, bless her heart. She's killing me. Told her I was going to be down here. Let's call her real quick. Oh, do we get to call Michelle live on the podcast? That's what I'm doing right now. Yes. She's not on speakerphone at the moment. You're on Torsha Talk. Give us a shout out. We should have had Michelle on. Hey, uh, you're, you're live on Torsion Talk. You with us? Yes. Everybody wants to know what the heck all that noise is. What up? <laughs> I have remodeling. Keep off. <laughs> like, I'm trying to pick up after you and your kids, punk. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah. was, there was a question well, asked, um, our, our buddy Andrew Powell, what did he ask? Uh, Andy asked, how, how does one become sexy? Yeah, Andy Powell send in a question knowing that I was going to be on today. How does one become sexy? And I told him I just do what my wife tells me. <laughs> <laughs> so now my wife's going to be happy because Who is was, he asking? Is he asking you or is he asking me? Well, it was a, it was a question posed to me, but oh, okay. Michelle agrees with my answer. I do, yes. So we have confirmation, Brandy. And we came to the conclusion, the fact that I'm not sexy because I don't do anything my wife tells me to. <laughs> so I'm going to change that and become sexy. Yes. yes. I like it. It's out. Once, once you listen to the wife, it's, you know, it's a game changer. Trust me. The sexy is on. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, we're I just going to ask though. you to keep it down up there if you could, you know. Fine, whatever. I love you. Love you, bye. Bye. Oh my God, we're totally not editing this out. Yes, <laughs> I love her so much. All right. Um, well, before you strip down and run upstairs, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we got the virtual assistant. He's killing it. Have you have you delegated your email to him yet, or are you? So he has an email address to certain things go to certain notifications and automations. And um, we have one one kind of main email that we share in the office that he'll, he'll end up signing into soon. But the reason I brought up the garage door games was because, um, you know, and, and this is just a, a skill that, you know, just something, this is why John fits the part is why he fits the role. So that, hey, would you be interested in doing a little um, like infographic for us? like? Well, I haven't really done it, but I'll check it out. So jump on a, a Zoom screen share, show him my Canva account, walk him through a couple things. And he did that. He did that whole thing. So nice. Yeah. And um it it was awesome. And so, so you're not giving him delegation rights to your email. Uh not yet. Okay. Not yet. So he's starting off part time. Well, he's starting off part time, and so we're trying to get him up to speed and and let him find, you know, kind of his strengths in, in this position and then go from there. Okay. So just filling it out. And he's a first time, this is a first time virtual assistant, right? Like he's never mm -hmm. done it before. Okay. So but he does, I mean, anything I've given him so far, he, he's done well with. So good. Um, I think it's important for like, if you're looking for someone to fill that role, being able to follow instruction is like critical. Right. And he, yeah. he does that well. So, um, but yeah, so that's our, our virtual assistant. We also brought on another Nick, helper. God. Real quick. I just want to say like, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was talking about like wealthy habits that wealthy people have. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that he was talking about was buying time back. Yeah. You know, there's a common saying that you can't, uh, you can't get back time. Mm -hmm. You can't get back past time, but you can create more time. And, and yes, there's only 24 hours in a day, but you can free yourself up 
more hours of the day so that you can enjoy that time. Yeah. And certain ways to do that was like, you know, he was talking about uh, hiring somebody to cut your grass. He said, yeah, you can cut your own grass and maybe you enjoy it. So maybe that's just something you do for yourself. But he said, you know, if you, if it takes an hour, hour and a half to do the lawn, you know, you could pay somebody to do that. And then he was talking about getting an assistant and all these other things. And he said, you know, over time, once you start like delegating all that stuff, you can free yourself up, you know, five, 10, 20 hours a week to do something else. And hopefully you don't fill those with other busy work. Uh, like but if I, you like cutting the grass, the goal is to be able to choose to cut the grass, not come yeah. home, you know, late from work one night and be like, shoot, I still got to cut the grass today. Like, right. I've been putting it off for three days. It's got to, it's got to get done. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that's where, and that's, that's kind of the cool thing with us too, is um, trying to allow people to find what they're good at because passion is a major driver for success for everything right you don't have to make millions of dollars if you're passionate and happy in what you do if you can find passion and then find ways to make that passion pay you millions of dollars that is ideal right but um you know that's why i try not to bring anybody on and and stick them in a role you know they have to do their job that they're hired for but there also is room to grow and and build that role and so like while you have your marketing agency you have your speaking you know you have the garage door business that's awesome because you can bring someone in and if they're not great at installing garage doors but you find that they really enjoy you know doing video editing well hey i got something i can have you do that's what i did with austin you know, Austin, a lot of people don't know this, but he does all like pretty much all of our web design stuff. And he started with me at Aaron Overhead Doors. I had a background in graphic design and he didn't want to do doors anymore. And I was thinking about doing a marketing department and we ended up launching such and such media with him being kind of like the do all. And I was like, bro, it's not going to be all on you for a little while. And he's like, that's fine. And so uh, he's been with me for three years, uh, pretty much doing all the web design stuff. And, uh, but I mean, he was, he was turning wrenches and, you know, installing doors and winding springs and all that uh, prior to coming on board at my marketing agency. Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality. Not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, If you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram posts with your business account 
So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome, and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. It's fun seeing people grow. And so I've known Austin pretty much as long as he's been working with you. Mm-hmm. And in that time, when we came out for uh, our GDU meetup and you were doing like kind of a live breakdown of some of people's websites and he stepped out and he kind of like eyeballed something and then he totally dissected that whole thing and ran it down and then found an error, went and sat at his desk and fixed it and came back out. It was like, oh, you're good. It's like, damn, man, like <laughs> Austin stepped up. Like, yeah, no, he's good. Like it's uh, we'll be in a meeting and we'll catch. It's funny. Cause like with websites, it's very different than garage doors. Garage doors, you know, you press the button, it goes up, it goes down. And eventually you have wear and tear, something breaks or an outside interference, you know, whatever. But with websites, I mean, you constantly have updates, you got code, you got servers. There's so you literally have to go through the website almost every month and look for things. Uh, and some things will just change. And, so you got to try to fix those things. And, and, and what you're talking about is we were, we had pulled something up and there was something that was like out of alignment or something. And, uh, but like, once we see those things, it takes Austin like literally 30 seconds to just, yeah. fix. so it's, yeah, he's, he's good at what he does. Um, but you were saying that you hired another, another person. What, what position was this for? So we hired another uh, we try we try to have two people in every truck. Um, I would rather send two people for a one person job than send one person for a two person job. That's just how we work. Uh, and so we hired another. I was looking for another full time tech to run the truck. We want to ideally for where we're at and our overhead and the things we want to do. We need three trucks running. Um, you know we're making do with two, but you get sick time, vacation time all you know callbacks stuff like that we need a third truck running and so we've been looking for the right people right and i know you've you've talked about hiring experienced people versus hiring inexperienced people we have a couple experienced people who are great you know we're generally not looking for someone who comes from another garage door company if we find someone that fits our company great come on, we'll bring you up to speed. Which is few and far between. Right. You know, we have our young guy, Logan, who can tell you left-hand wine, right-hand wine. He can cut and cone springs. Then we bring in somebody else who's a very smart person. He's a good person who fits our culture, was working for a company that doesn't really work to our standards. He's been working for five years. My 20-year-old helper had to teach him how to cut and cone a spring. It's just a difference, you yeah. know, and so we're looking for people who want to do more, who want to do better, who want to know the why behind what we do. And I tell I tell my guys all the time, if you can come to me and teach me something about garage doors, like that's where your raises come from. Like, I need you to be better at this job than I am. And, and they are, um, you know, but we want to keep learning. We just had, uh, I know Jeannie sponsors your committed to culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had their commercial traveling trainer come in. She was fantastic. Really? Fantastic. Yeah. And they have, uh, I don't know if you, you saw them at an expo or not, but they have tablets and they could run a whole diagnostic, run through the whole thing. It was cool. Um, especially because everything's digital now and they have a touchpad, which they've had for a while. You got to know how to use that stuff. Yeah. It's very simple, but we all got a hands-on on it. And yeah. Devin, our, our new guy, he's right in there looking to learn with everybody else. Um, you know, with our insurance, the way it is, I don't know how it is in Georgia, but if you're under 25, auto insurance is tough. Yeah. It's tough. And so it's either got to be a consideration with your pay or we just have to find someone who's over 25 and got a clean driving record. So Devin's a few years away from running the truck. That doesn't mean we can't have him in a position where he's running it from the passenger seat. Yeah. 
right? But then if his, you know, we'll say driver, helper driver calls out, then that truck's dead for the day. Unless we just say, don't hit anything. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> you know, and so now we're looking for another, um, another full-time role to, to sit in a driver's seat. But we're looking at realistically, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, but three to six months before I, I could put somebody out with, with a helper who's been here longer than them and trusted they can go out and do a good job. Like three to six months to, to me is really the least, I think. What are your thoughts on, on that? I mean, it depends fully on the training program, right? Yeah. Uh, I've seen, like, I, I know now the system that we have in place that I can have somebody installing doors on an install side uh, in about two to three months. Um, that's because we have a full training facility. We have them break it down, put it together. We have a full system on how to show them how to do it. Like, I mean, we've got it, we've got it down pretty well. I mean, we'll have somebody over here helping him do it the first couple of times, walking him through why, you know, this is this, where it gets a little tricky is when you get into like high lift and low headroom and extension yeah. springs, cause we don't do a lot of those here. So we don't train on extension springs that much. Um, but we train on rear torsion, high lift, you know, all of that. So uh, it depends on the training system that you have, but yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I can do it with four and a half days of training, <laughs> anybody can do it in two months. Anybody. <laughs> can anybody do it? Could you do it in four hours and, and have it be uh, <laughs> produce income for you on a regular basis? That's the, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, but honestly, dude, it just depends on how bad they want it. Yeah. Because I didn't have the skill set. I, I created the skill set yeah. and in between jobs, I'm working on SEO and watching YouTube videos on how to repair garage doors. And, you know, uh, I mean, were all of them right? No, but I was trained well enough in four and a half days to know what was right and what was not right. But I got to see different ways that different people did things. And yeah. that helped me when I diagnosed a door to be like, oh, okay, this, I remember this one guy did it this way and that was kind of cool and it would work really well in this scenario. And, you know, I always had Larry where I could call him and FaceTime and go over the problems and, and, uh, and fix them. So for me, like, I just genuinely believe that, you know, it depends on the training and the person and how hungry they are. Yeah. For me, if, if I'm, if I'm going to get a job at a garage door company or any company for that matter, one of the first things I'm going to do is like all their social media pages. Yeah. Second thing I'm going to do is research their website. Third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to try and learn. I'm going to, before I even start, I'm going to try and get the basics down. You know, now I know what services they offer, all this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to go in and try to figure out what does that look like? I'm going to watch YouTube videos and everything else. And then my first day, I'm going to have some familiarity with what you're talking about. And, and I think there's a lack of that a little bit, but we try to like, what we do is when we hire someone and there's like a two, three week window where before they start, a lot of times we'll send them, you know, links to stuff to, to research on their free time. If they don't do it, I mean, it's not like the end of the world. Uh, it doesn't really say good or bad, but if they do it, that says, that shows me they're kind of bought in and they're, they're uh they're willing to go a little bit above and beyond well i'll tell you what Devin, and every every time we bring somebody on we did have some turnover this year we had a couple of people that just didn't fit um and that's fine they usually weed themselves out uh but Devin's day one he left with a binder with our employee handbook the idea residential installer manual and a dozen or so pages of resources that I wanted them to have, like identifying extension springs by the color, right? Stuff like that. And then he's also got, um, you know, kind of a, a structured plan, like a bullet bullet list of, of different levels that he needs to achieve with a rough timeline. Like, hey, this is where we expect you to be in three months. Um, and he's got a printout of it. 
but we do a lot of stuff in Google Drive too. If you go in the Google Drive, I've actually started linking videos to like, hey, um, by this time we expect you to be able to know how to weigh a door. Do you know that Service Spring has a YouTube video on how to weigh a door? Well, now right on his, you know, his list there, there's a link to it. So there's no reason, and, and that's the thing, we're trying to give you as many resources and opportunities as possible to hit those benchmarks. So there's no reason that you shouldn't be hitting them. If you're not, then it's not for you. Yeah. So we've learned a lot. Um, we've all we've we've learned to better manage our expectations but also to set the expectation and the better we've gotten at at pushing our culture the more quickly we weed out the people who belong here don't belong here and if there's nothing else said in this whole podcast that helps you i genuinely believe like i here's what i'm learning by going to different businesses C culture sets the tone for everything else everything everything sales operations doesn't matter culture sets the tone for everything i let a guy go this year it was one of the most difficult things i've had to do since running this business and i, I like the guy and he had potential but he just wasn't he wasn't doing what he, he needed to do and i kind of like like it broke my heart a little bit and i I was in my head, you know, for a while over it before I finally said, this is it. He has to go. And there was a, a company-wide change within a week, almost instantly for the better. Dude, we just had a guy and I liked him as a person and it was hard, but we just had a guy that, that we let go after giving him like freaking five chances to follow the rules. Right. And as soon as he left, like he was complaining a little bit to the other guys, dude, everything changed. And what's funny is he was complaining because he didn't have enough work. Well, as soon as he's left, now we have enough work to have been kept him busy. It's weird how that works, honestly, because I've seen that play out many times, but we're doing the same amount of revenue almost with two people that we were with three. Yeah, so some people are always going to have that kind of negative attitude or outlook, like, oh, this something's always not going to be good enough. Yeah. Right? And I don't know, it just was meant to be that it, it worked out that way, I guess. Yep. But it, it culture powers, a positive culture power, it's, it's the energy. It, it is, you can't turn the light on without electricity. And, and you can't get, you can't power through and get to the next level in sales without culture. You can't create good operations without culture. I mean, you can, but I think people will just be following those operations out of fear of losing their job or, you know, whatever temporary reason. And, but they're not going to be focused on trying to maintain it where like I, you know, I posted something the other day on Facebook and one of my employees texted me and told me how much he looks up to me and, and how much he loves his job and how he appreciates the way that we treat him. And I mean, dude, really like what employers are out there really striving to create that type of atmosphere where your employees care that much. And I think culture is the key to everything. And Listen, culture is like fashion. It never ends. It just evolves. So you, you're you not like, once you get to the point where you feel like you got good culture, it's just starting. Yeah. This is where it begins. And, and it takes a lot of heartache to get to that one part because a lot of times you got to dismiss people, yep. make difficult challenges or challenging decisions that contradict like what the business world would tell you to do. Yeah. I had a, my, part-time sales guy that I had I liked the guy he seemed like things you know things started off on the right foot you know um one of the things he said to me when he finally was like I'm you know he's like I'm so, I quit blah, blah, blah. one of the things he mentioned was that he didn't get paid well enough I'm like well funny thing about commission is <laughs> you, you earn your money like, like and so 
you know, now he left and I'm, I'm digging back through all his, his open leads that are just, you know, and I'm looking at things and, and I gave him numbers, right. Margins that we wanted to hit for certain products and this and that every single thing was within a percent of the minimum that I asked him to have it at. And he still wasn't closing jobs. Like he's, we're better off that he's gone. Yeah. Really. So he did save a lot of time. And, you know, I, I desperately want to re, you know, fill that position again, but I don't have enough experience to, you know, as far as finding a salesperson. So I'm, I'm not really being super um, proactive about it. I am looking for it. I've noticed a couple of people who've applied for the technician job with like sales background, like, hey, by the way, like if, you know, you have some technical knowledge, I see you got sales experience, you know, we are also interested in filling that role. So um, right now we're doing okay with me doing a lot of sales stuff. Our new door sales aren't like, that's not our, our biggest driver right now. We're doing a lot of service work. Um, we're doing more commercial work. And so we don't have enough door leads like to fill that position full time. Yeah. Organically, we have enough where it's a good part-time position. But it's kind of one of those things like, you know, putting the cart before the horse, right? Like, do we want the leads before we have the salesperson or do we find the right salesperson who helps generate those leads? Like, that's what I'm, that's the path that I'm down right now is ideally I want to find that salesperson who's going to help generate those leads or at least free up time for me where I can go ahead and generate more leads. Right. Because they're out there. Yeah. They're out there. hundred percent. Well, Greg, dude, sounds like your business is blowing up and you're figuring it out as you go as we all are but it sounds like you're making the right but tough decisions to stay on the path that you're committed to yep. and that's creating a great culture and a fun place to work uh, where people enjoy going every day and you're not willing to sacrifice some of the issues uh for talent sounds like yeah which makes you it sacrifice it is. And in the short term, it, it hurts profit. But in the long term, like seeing where we've come in the last two to three years, where we are now, this is a place that people want to work and we're getting better applicants and the kind of the we've seen a shift where and in my perception with some of the applicants, like, you know, we don't need you so much as as we want you to be here. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, there's a, there's a, like that little bit of desperation makes it, you know, you just, all right, come on, we'll try it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're being selective and we want to bring on the right people, you know, we're working on it. It makes it harder, but it, it makes it better. I think. Well, real quick on the sales position, cause I think there's going to be a lot of people with that question and that's kind of my background um, in that position, just so we can close this out with this right here you're looking for a hunter right uh someone with a personality that's going to go get it isn't that like there's two two personalities when it comes to sales you have hunters and gatherers right uh gatherers are pretty good with leads and follow-up hunters are primarily people who you give them a knife and a gun and they're going to go kill and bring back your food you want hunters uh, because when things slow down, they're not standing around like, well, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. They are out there knocking on doors and yeah. doing whatever it takes to make it happen. Uh, there's a, there's a difference. And, and how you get there is you hire the right person and you build the right comp plan. Well, how do you build the right comp plan? It depends greatly on the results that you're trying to get, but align, align the comp plan with what you want accomplished and don't be afraid to pay this person well if they kill it or exceed goal like i have a lot of kickers in place to where if they exceed the numbers that i want then i pay them pretty well like for instance um if you're a service professional and you exceed my number that i want for you uh, by a certain percentage, I may give you a percentage of everything that you've done for the entire month, right? So you're on commission, plus you get a, like a kickback. Um, 
And so there's lots of different ways you can play with comp plans, especially for salespeople. But the key is to make it super simple because the salesperson doesn't want to spend an hour calculating his commission. So you got to have like, you get this percent of everything. Um, and then if you exceed by this much, you get a percentage of your entire, uh, entire month or something like that. You can pay a small salary. Like there's a lot of questions about salaries. You don't want to pay a salary that somebody can live off of when it comes to salespeople, because primarily uh, a salary is a good faith. Hey, this is out there to, you know, whatever, this is for the basics. And then after that, you want to make majority of your income, if not all of it on commission based on your performance. Uh, but the more they can lean on that salary, the, the less motivated they'll be. And that's just, that's just human. That's who we are. So there's no way around that. But uh, I felt like I'd provide a little bit of information for that because I do get that question quite a bit. And I felt like it might be helpful for people that are also looking for salespeople. Absolutely. Well, Greg, thanks for joining. And listen, if you love Greg's voice, uh, you don't get to see his sexy, but if you love his voice, uh, make sure you check him out on Mondays with Monday Morning Mindset. Uh, he does a little inspirational um, 10, 15, 20 minutes, depends on what mood he's in. Uh, and so it's a great way to start your week. So make sure you check that out. Thank you for um, following Torture Talk Podcast and make sure that you like, subscribe, and smash that like button. I'm just kidding. Uh, hit the bell. <laughs> what, do, what do they do? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Share like it with your friends. Yeah, get your grandma listening, whatever you got to do. Um, anyway, torsion talk. Let's see, real quick, before we leave, let's just have some fun here. Let's see, let's see where we're at. I haven't done this in a minute. We have a bunch of views on YouTube uh, from the past, uh, but I haven't, I haven't really checked those. Um, but just audio alone, just audio alone we're at fifty-six thousand all-time plays nice that's pretty crazy y'all awesome uh that is awesome so super excited about that um i mean for a garage door industry podcast to have about sixty thousand plays and i think if you combine all of our youtube stuff just for torsion talk and Monday morning mindset. I think we got like another 10, um, somewhere around there on that, which is pretty killer. So anyway, uh, great job. Listen, I want to say thank you to Tamara, even though she was super quiet today. I was um, not. You always say that. <laughs> yeah. But you were super quiet for the most part, but that's okay. I mean, I talked, Greg and I talked, I talked enough for three people. So, uh, we're probably pretty good. Anyway, uh, if you guys need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. We're here. We love you guys. Stay cool. Have a wonderful week. Be safe. And we will holla at you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.